I want people to connect with uncomfortable feelings rather than seeing them as huge roadblocks to avoid. Because the reality is that life with food allergies includes vulnerability, so we need to learn how to navigate it. In today's episode, I'll be reviewing five steps to help you work with vulnerability rather than against it. Welcome to Exploring Food Allergy Families, a podcast with real talk, relatable conversations, and practical tips focused on navigating the impacts that food allergies have on families, relationships, and mental health. I'm Tamara Hubbard, licensed therapist and the host of Exploring Food Allergy Families. Please remember that while this podcast offers general advice, it should never replace medical or mental health care guidance from your own healthcare team. Hey everyone, thanks for joining me for another episode of Exploring Food Allergy Families. Today, we're going to explore feeling vulnerable when managing your own food allergies or when parenting a child with food allergies. So what exactly does vulnerability mean? Well, the Webster Dictionary definition of vulnerable is the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. Describing it that way can definitely make us feel like vulnerability is a negative emotion. Using that definition may lead us to believe that feeling vulnerable makes us weak, which may then result in trying to avoid vulnerability at all costs so that we don't have to feel the uncomfortable emotions it may bring, such as anxiety and fear. Now, when exploring vulnerability, I tend to turn to my favorite emotion-focused guru, Brene Brown. A quick side note here, if you don't know Brene Brown, She's a researcher who studies vulnerability, courage, worthiness, and shame, and her new podcast, Unlocking Us, is a must-listen. In Brene's book, Daring Greatly, she defines vulnerability as uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. She goes on to say that vulnerability is the birthplace of love, belonging, joy, courage, empathy, and creativity. Since it may be helpful to share real-life examples of vulnerability, here are some examples Brene shares in her book when people were asked the following question. Vulnerability is what? Some of the answers that people gave to that question were falling in love, standing up for myself, trying something new, saying no, or admitting I'm afraid. People were also asked how vulnerability actually feels, and here are some of those answers. Sweaty palms and a racing heart. It feels like letting go of control. It feels like infinitely terrifying and achingly necessary. Taking the first step towards what you fear the most. And it feels like where courage and fear meet. Renee also debunks some common myths about vulnerability, which I think are helpful to share as well. The first myth, that vulnerability is a weakness. The second one, I or you don't do vulnerability. Number three, vulnerability is letting it all hang out. And the final myth is we can go it alone. And Brene also makes this important point in Daring Greatly. Vulnerability sounds like truth and feels like courage. Truth and courage aren't always comfortable, but they're never weaknesses. Okay, let's take a second to digest all of what Brene is trying to tell us. 
She's saying that being vulnerable can feel hard. It can evoke emotional and physical feelings. But rather than seeing vulnerability as a weakness, if we allow ourselves to notice, name, and feel it, positive gains can come from being vulnerable. And finally, rather than running from it, we need to lean into it. Yeah, that's a lot to process. Now, let's put vulnerability into the context of living with food allergies. Using Brene's definition of vulnerability, which is uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure, living with food allergies definitely ticks all of those boxes, so it's no surprise that we typically feel pretty darn vulnerable. Vulnerability when living with food allergies might look or feel like the following. Acknowledging fear of many things, such as fear of having reactions or navigating through reactions, fear of not knowing how to handle new situations, fear of being left out or excluded, or a general fear of the unknown or uncertainty we may feel. It might also feel like having a hard time saying no or being firm with boundaries in case you are judged by other people. Or it may elicit feelings of anxiety, guilt, or even shame. And if you're the parent of an allergic child, there's an extra layer of vulnerability there as well. But if we take a page from Brene's book and we work with vulnerability rather than against it, imagine how that could impact navigating life with food allergies. We might feel less like a hostage of our fear and more like the captain of the ship that we're on. Now, let's also look at how time affects vulnerability. There's time that explains the distance from an event, such as how long it's been since the diagnosis or the last reaction. And there's also time as in the past, the present, and the future. Both of these kinds of time can impact how vulnerable we feel. We may feel most vulnerable during that period right after the diagnosis, and even for months or years to come. Often, transitions are another period of time when we may feel increased vulnerability, such as transitions between grades, ages, and phases of life, or especially when parents allow their child more responsibility. Additionally, if we find that our fears keep us rooted in past experiences or future worries, it makes it hard to stay present focused, which often leads to an amped up feeling of vulnerability and anxiety. There's a definite connection between how long we've been managing food allergies and our level of confidence. And when we feel more confident, the intensity of our vulnerable emotions typically decreases. Therefore, time can be a tool that helps you work with vulnerability. While you can't control time, you can remind yourself that time brings its friend confidence with it. And you can be more aware of focusing on the here and now rather than the past or future. Okay, but time isn't the only tool to help us navigate our vulnerability. So let's review five steps that may help you move from working against your vulnerability to working with it. Essentially, leaning into vulnerability and allowing it to be a motivator rather than a roadblock. Step one, be an investigator. Name and acknowledge your deepest vulnerable feelings. This step might feel pretty hard because it's asking for you to be brutally honest. Explore and write down what's at the core of your vulnerable feelings. Is it the fear of anaphylaxis? Or wondering if you'll be calm enough to handle a reaction if one occurs? Or maybe it's feeling a lack of control due to when you're in a new situation or when your child is out of your care. Perhaps you feel criticism from others about how you parent your food allergic child. Or if you're newly diagnosed, Maybe you feel overwhelmed and unsure if you can even successfully adjust to managing food allergies. 
There's likely a lot of things triggering feelings of vulnerability, so keep this list handy since you may be adding to it often. Step two is to identify the gaps. What do you need to help increase confidence and courage? Make a list of what you need more or less of in order to increase your confidence in navigating allergies. What are the gaps that keep you further from gaining confidence? What strategies or actions could keep your vulnerabilities from becoming roadblocks that get in your way? It could be that you have knowledge gaps and you need more information. Maybe you need more tips related to daily food allergy management or navigating schools, more information about transitioning from each age or stage, or how to understand labels better. Also, be sure to revisit what knowledge gaps you might have during times of transition. Or there might be a support system gap. You might benefit from getting more involved in support groups or attending support group meetings, connecting with food allergy advocates, or finding new food or recipe options. There may also be an interaction gap, such as letting others' opinions make you feel bad, or staying in support groups that cause you more anxiety than confidence. Or what about an experience gap? You may need more practice navigating life with food allergies, which may mean avoiding less. We need to find ways to approach some scary scenarios in order to increase confidence, which is hard to do and may feel easier to avoid. While we have to avoid our allergens, we have to find ways to navigate scenarios that we don't want to sometimes. Step three is to seek solutions to fill those gaps. Solutions may include more preparation, practicing strategies more regularly, or identifying sources to fill in the gaps that make you feel vulnerable. Some places and resources that may help include your allergist, online support groups, trusted reputable allergy website sources or national advocacy organizations, other food allergy friends, especially those that are ahead of you in this journey, or even allied healthcare providers such as counselors, psychologists, and dietitians. Next, step four is to let your values lead the way. Ask yourself these two questions. Number one, what values and characteristics are important to me? And number two, am I approaching situations the way I want to, or am I letting my fear and not wanting to feel vulnerable determine my actions? Managing food allergies can feel hard, which may lead us to react out of emotion rather than react based on how we'd like to handle a situation. Yes, there may be fear and anxiety present when you're having a reaction, but the desired outcome is to get through it and build resilience from that experience. Our values and desired characteristics can act as a compass. Having a list of these values can act as an anchor to check whether we're letting our strong emotions, like fear, make us act in ways that aren't true to who we are or how we want to navigate tough situations. This list of values and characteristics might include things like resilience, bravery, being a solution seeker or problem solver, developing the ability to navigate anxiety, being responsible, and learning to self-advocate or ask for help. And finally, step five is to track your experiences. Data and evidence can help us in so many ways. It can ground us when we let our emotions cloud reality and it can also allow us to see just how far we've come and what tough situations we've already navigated through. Keep a list of tough scenarios you've gotten through on your food allergy journey so far, especially those that may have caused anxiety before doing them. Maybe you've traveled for vacation, or maybe you've navigated transitions to school, or you've gotten through experiences of anaphylaxis. 
even if it felt like the journey through these experiences was messy and you didn't handle it exactly how you wanted to, it doesn't matter. Write them all down. You got through them. That's what matters. And you need to remind yourself of that. Okay, so let's review what we've explored in this episode. First, according to Brene Brown, vulnerability is the birthplace of love, belonging, joy, courage, empathy, and creativity. And truth and courage aren't always comfortable, but they're never weaknesses. Next, it's important to use time as a tool to work with your vulnerability. While you can't control time, you can remind yourself that time brings its friend confidence with it. And you can also be more aware of focusing on the here and now rather than the past or the future. The five steps to help you allow your vulnerability to be a motivator rather than a roadblock are, step one, be an investigator. Name and acknowledge your deepest vulnerable feelings. Step two, identify the gaps. What do you need to help increase your confidence and courage? Step three, seek solutions to fill those gaps. Step four, let your values lead the way. And finally, step five is to track your experiences. And the last thing we learned was rather than running from vulnerability, we need to lean into it. When we work with it rather than against it, we can do amazing things, brave and courageous things. Don't worry if you weren't able to jot all of this down. If you head over to the resource page on the Food Allergy Counselor website, there's a PDF with these steps in the Take Home Challenge section. That website address is www.foodallergycounselor.com. Speaking of the Take Home Challenge, your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is to give these steps a try. You can work through them at your own pace as it's really an ongoing activity. Thanks so much for joining me for today's episode of Exploring Food Allergy Families. Remember that your feedback is always welcome. And if you're enjoying this podcast so far, think others might too, and don't want to miss future episodes, don't forget to subscribe and share. There are so many more interesting topics we'll be exploring. Until we connect for the next episode, be good to yourselves and take care. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Exploring Food Allergy Families. Be sure to subscribe via your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss future ones. And if you're looking for an allergy-informed behavioral health care provider or for additional resources on any of the topics discussed in these podcasts, visit the Food Allergy Counselor directory and website at www.foodallergycounselor.com.